This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this in. This one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's good. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he it ties the game. Houston's up under. Got it. Hello there. <laughs> yes, it's 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 been a little bit. Um oh, don't know where to begin. Uh, it's been like two plus months. Let's just call it that. Since I last recorded a podcast episode, we were, you know, nearing the end of the baseball season for the New York Yankees. And I just kind of abruptly left. I stopped blogging even more than two months ago. But then I just got tired of the podcast. I just lost motivation. Um, It kind of had a little bit to do with everything. Um, The Yankees underachieving being, I guess, one of the main reasons. Uh, And then some other things in life. But... I'm back right now, as for now. Don't know how long I will be back. Don't know how often. Um, But, yeah, I'm sorry. Not that anybody is listening to these or watching this episode. Um, If by chance there's even one individual outside of the couple of family members that say they tune into these shitty little episodes, um, thank you for stopping by. Um, and thank you for sticking with me this whole time. Um, yeah, man, it's, what is it today? November 16th. So, two, two and a half months, maybe. I can't even say the months of the year in the right order. Now I have to go backtracking. Okay, so September, October. So it was sometime maybe at the start of September, the end of August, where I stopped podcasting, I'm going to say. Just abruptly didn't give anybody a warning. (laughs) But yeah, I'm back for now. Um, Don't know how long, again, and I don't know how long this specific episode, episode 283, will be. Uh, But I did just want to jump on, try to get back into the swing of things. You know, because the Knicks are more exciting than the Yankees are currently. Um, and, and to be honest with you, you know, maybe the Yankees are doing some exciting things in the offseason, but I wouldn't know. I haven't paid a lick of attention to that team this offseason. You know, I'm just waiting for something to actually happen. Then I'll get the alert, and then that'll be that. But I haven't been following, you know, as aggressively, I guess, is, is the best term I could find right now, as I usually have been in the past had been in the past so whatever happens happens with them at this point i'm just i'm I'm so like when it comes to that team i'm so you know tired of wasting my energy getting my hopes up and all that whatever happens happens for me i'm still just as big as a fan as i'll ever be in fact i'm probably even a bigger fan but i'm i guess i'm learning to be more calm as i've gotten older i'm more more of a mature fan um I don't know if that's even the best word because I can be very irrational. But um, we're talking Knicks tonight. 
and the Knicks are obviously, uh, hey, it's a good thing when you're off to an eight and six start in a playoff spot at the moment. Um, and, and fans are dissatisfied, right? That's a good thing. When you're a Knicks fan, you love hearing that. It's nice to have those first world type of problems again as a Knicks fan. And I can't really say again because I haven't experienced them being good until these past couple of seasons. Um, you know, there was that glimpse in 2013, but <clears throat> excuse me, but, um, yeah, it's a good thing when we could say, you know, they've got some problems, but we're looking up and they have, they have a winning record again. They're playing winning ball. The culture's positive. Um, so that's that. But we're going to talk about that in a sec. Uh, just once again, I do want to thank you for stopping by. If anybody is even listening to this bullshit, um, I am your host, RJ Carbone. This is episode 283 of BD4, where there is no better way. That's my motto, right? It's been so long. Uh, that's my little slogan. Where there's no better way yeah, to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Um, thank you for stopping by. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, be sure to do that right now. You can find us on many platforms. Um, first off, guys, I do want to say that I did stop the, the personal blog, but I also have a blog where I write for a sports network, as you can see right here, called Ultimate Sports Network. All right. So if you want to go really quickly and subscribe to my blog on Ultimate Sports Network, You'll have a great time doing so. Go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com, ultimatesportsnetworks.com, and then in the search bar once you're on the webpage, type in my blog, the Bomber Bocker blog, and you can subscribe to my blog and get a discount, $7.99 a month, to read my BS if you use my promo code when subscribing. So once again, go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com, Search the Bomberbacher blog once you're on the webpage and subscribe to the Bomberbacher blog using promo code 6A2841ERJC. Once again, that's promo code 6A2284ERJC. 6A2841. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all three of those times I read you different numbers. So let's clear that up for you. You can subscribe using promo code, and I promise I'll get this one right, 6A2841ERJC. All right, one last time using promo code 6A2841ERJC. So use that code to subscribe to the Bomber Bocker blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com. Also, I have another gig I'm working on where I cover a local high school nearby in my county or next to my county. I write for an entity online called Best Version Media Sports, bvmsports.com, one place all sports. You can find my articles underneath the high school athletics tab. Um, it's mostly high school basketball and high school baseball that I will be covering once the seasons begin. So once again, ultimatesportsnetworks.com. That's my blog, the Bomber Blocker blog. Subscribe using promo code 6A2. Eight four one. 
ERJC. 682841ERJC. And then also, once again, best version media sports. I write for, or I cover, rather, a local high school nearby basketball team, the baseball team there. BVMSports.com. All right. Now that that's out of the way, sorry we took forever. I'm still getting the hang of this. It's been a while since I used my software, so I'm still, you know, a little bit rusty. Um, and if you want to subscribe back to this podcast, you can find BD4 on many different platforms. You can watch this podcast on YouTube. The video format will be up on YouTube. You can also find this podcast on all the listening platforms, you know, Apple Podcasts, you know, also known as iTunes, um, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud and many other platforms. Um, to get all this information, everything I just mentioned for the past 10 minutes, um, I don't think it's been that long, but you know what I mean? You can find all this stuff on my link tree. Simple as that. So if you just want to go to my link tree and, you know, don't feel like hearing me blabber, just go there. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. It'll display all the links to the many things I'm working on, all my projects, my uh, assignments and work and podcasts, the blogs and all that stuff I just mentioned. Okay. My social media is on there. All right. Um, yeah, man, the Knicks, they are off to an eight and six start, just picked up a victory and we're going to talk about them as soon as we get back from break. Let's head to break. Be right back. You are listening to RJ Carbone on BD4. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you can do that right now. BD4 is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and you can also watch it on YouTube. There are plenty of other platforms to find this podcast. All you have to do is go to linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. And that will take you to where you need to be. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone in order to subscribe to this podcast. All right. So, yeah. The Knicks. Um, they're playing well. Well, they played well last game. And they're playing well all together this season. Again, let's let's I'm trying my best to be as as um reasonable as a fan I can be this time around. Because they're really doing a good job getting back on track and becoming the Knicks again. Or <laughs> becoming a solid team, rather. Um So See if I can pull up my notes real quick, and we'll get to it. Currently watching this Warriors-Nets game, and I'm very, very happy to see that Golden State is blowing them out on their own home floor in uh, New Jersey. <laughs> see, uh, here we go. All right, let's talk about it because it, it yeah, it, it's definitely been a bit for me. Um, I. Was it last night they played? Yeah. Because they're playing Wednesday. So as I'm recording this, once again, it's November 16th, Tuesday. As you are listening to it, it will be November the 17th, most likely early morning. Unless I can get it up late night tonight. But it'll probably be Wednesday the 17th as you're listening to this. Um, But the Knicks, 
they're back. They just picked up a nice 92-84 victory over Indiana last night. Ending their little three-game home skid. Two games in a row overall. And they had also dropped five of seven before that win. Um, it was an ugly win. A gritty win. An old-school Knicks-Pacers battle at the Garden. Low-scoring affair. Breen joked about it being like the 95 Knicks-Pacers games. Clyde. You know, the game got so ugly at one point. Just started randomly talking about Willis Reed and the fights he got into. So it was an interesting game. Um, but to start off... Hmm. Oh, Campbell Walker got off to a hot start. He seems like he's a guy who gets off to these hot starts. We're starting to see some games where he torches the other uh, the other team pretty early. So he does that. He's breaking down defenders and he's getting into the paint, uh, getting a couple of pull-up mid-range attempts to fall. And he's doing this all comfortably. He scored the first eight points for the Knicks, finishes with 16 points on the night. Um couple of assists but he he gets the, he's the one nick that's going early you know other starters weren't hitting yet julius did find it a couple times um to break that eight points in a row from walker but the starters once again got off to a slow slow start it was 20 to 16 after the first period i mean we were getting good looks they just weren't falling and that's pretty much the story most of the night for the offense uh but once again as we saw towards the end of the first, the start of the second, the bench impact. The second unit comes on the floor. Derek Rose gets a layup to fall towards the end of the first. Then he gets another one to fall at the top of the second quarter. Emmanuel quickly, not long after, knocks down a pair of three-point bombs. I'm saying 30 feet and maybe both of them were 30 feet. Uh, he gives the Knicks the lead. Obi Toppin got it going in that second quarter with Derrick Rose. Finding him a few times. Found him for a lob. Then Obi caught a body with a nice double clutch slam moments later. That, that, that shit better be on SportsCenter. I haven't checked. Uh, but man, it was nice. Uh, Sabonis got it going some and the Pacers kind of made it tough once the starters checked back in. You know, he had Randall dribbling it up court, coughing it up. Uh, him and RJ Pretty sluggish, uh, getting back defensively on a possession or two. Mitchell Robinson, the same. Pacers connecting on back-to-back -back triples. Uh, Randall following that up by answering with back-to-back three-point misses. Barrett goes 0 for 6 in the first half after a game where he scores two points. And the Knicks, you know, starters come back in. They don't play well. They lose their lead. They're down a point at halftime. And it doesn't really get much better. Straight out the third quarter. Here comes the way too familiar third quarter of doom for the Bockers. Just want to make sure I'm set up right here. Okay. I had a bad feeling that it wasn't recording. Thank God. We're good. Um, third quarter of doom. We see it too much. And again, it's the starters struggling to get off to these starts. Um, they were left out there way too long, in my opinion. For like seven or eight minutes. And because of that, we fall behind by 12 points. Uh, Indiana going on a 13-0 run a few minutes into the frame. Finally, though, R.J. Barrett snaps out of his slump, sinks a couple of triples to delight the crowd. The Garden gets going a bit, and he brings the Knicks within 10. 
Taj Gibson checking in. Made some nice passes. One to Burks for an open three to cut this one to 74-69. And then we go to the fourth quarter. That's where the bench, once again, come back on the floor and they propel this little comeback. Emmanuel quickly, just like he did in the second period, knocks down a couple of baskets in a row. He gets a floater to go early fourth quarter. Then again, he comes through from downtown to tie it off a curl at the top of the key. Great screening by Obi there to free up Rose. He ends up going 4 for 4 from downtown, scores 16 points, and he was a plus 20 off the bench. Alec Burks connects from 3 around the 7 minute 40 mark. Ties the game at 77 at the time. The next possession, Burks is fouled on a 3 point shot. Gets 2 of the free throws to fall. Randall hitting up IQ later on for a couple of baskets. For one basket. And the Nick defense just puts the clamps on. I mean, they were glue in the final seven plus minutes of this one. The whole quarter, they were fantastic defensively. Pacers were just two for 20 with 10 points. But I think in the final seven minutes after Malcolm Brogdon hit a layup, they didn't have a single field goal. So just some amazing signature plays. Um, just thinking back in that fourth quarter, you had an amazing defense by Taj Gibson, who I can't say enough about getting that steal in the passing lane on that backdoor cut. Kind of deflected it. Led to a transition hoop. Uh, there was that Rose to RJ leak out pass where he threw it, bounced it to him on the break. RJ slammed it down. And then moments later to cap it off, Rose hits up RJ for a corner triple. That was kind of the icing on the cake and the Knicks won. Great win. Ugly win, but a great win. A good feeling, right, to finally... It was one they needed to start the homestand, and they have two more at home, I believe, coming up, which I think they should be able to take both. They need to. But you know, the one thing I looked at in this one is um, what I loved most, I should say. Excuse me. I loved um, Tom Thibodeau's lineup flexibility. I thought he did a really good job with this one. Um, the closing unit was sharp. There were some great substitutions late in the game. You know, he went with Rose, IQ, um, Julius, RJ and Julius, and then uh, Taj. He even had Obi in there for some small ball, too, which we need to do that a little more. Now, I know this time he did because we were kind of limited uh, at the five position, right, with, with Mitchell Robinson's injury and obviously Noel still being out. But they, they really give you an offensive ceiling when they're both in there at the same time. Um, and it was, it's just, again, it wasn't just fixed lineups, but Tibbs adjusted to the flow of the game this time. He mixed and matched. He was staggering. So it was good to see. And it wasn't just the offense that sparked us, but the defense again was outstanding. Overall, the Pacers were just 37%, 22% from distance. So I love that Tibbs was doing it defensively, offensively. He dug into his playbook too. Ran some sets, especially early on in the first half. So it was good. So I, I got to credit Tibbs first and foremost. If I'm going to knock him recently for, for being stubborn with the lineups, he did do a nice job adjusting in this one. and It's something I hope he can continue to do. Um, now, if we're going over player by player and such, um, might not get to everyone. Again, I'm going to try to wrap this podcast up as soon as I can because I just want to make this a short one for my return. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, listen, uh, I think we'll start a point guard, starting point guard, right? Um, Campbell Walker. Campbell was good. Again, I mentioned earlier, he had 16 points. Um, he shot 8 for 11 from the field. And this was in 20 minutes. And if, if he gives you this, 16 points, and he gives you 25 minutes or something, I'll take that. I'll take that for sure. I'll sign up for that any day. You know, it was nice to see, and it's still nice to see that he's been at least showing that he still has that elusiveness off the dribble. Right, he's still able to to get downhill and open up looks for everybody. I know he's not the you know not a pass first point guard, but his speed and his ball handling ability is something we haven't had. It's nice to see a point guard on this team be able to break down a defender. You know. So his ability to do all that stuff, you know, it's it's big time gravity. You know, it frees up everybody else too. And although, you know, we had these open shots, they just weren't falling, that's fine. The fact that we were generating open looks is, is a good sign. Some nights, they just don't fall. I do think with the weapons we have, they're going to start falling. But I, I did like what I saw from Kemba. Still a confusing impact with him, you know, because you look at his defense, it's not good. It's still pretty bad, man. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, 22 points last night. Just repeatedly, and I mean repeatedly, beating him off the dribble, getting inside on him. Walker's very small. So he stands no chance when you put those bigger bodied guards onto him. But overall, he had a more solid impact than not, I would like to think. Um, and, and I still think Derrick Rose is the point guard on this team. But I think he's fit where he is perfectly. We're just going to have to hope Walker can do enough to, to be a winning player. Evan Fournier only scored 7 points, 3 for 9 shooting, 1 of 4 from distance in 24 minutes. Um, the good thing is, you know, his two-man game with Randall seemed to return a bit, made some nice passes to each other, um, so that looked nice. But the shot's still not falling. And the biggest thing is, he seems to be just very hesitant to shoot at times. Him and Randall, kind of, these jump passes, and, and these just, a lot of the guys, a lot of the guys on this team do that jump pass, that mid-air jump pass, that Cardinal sin that Clyde hates. Um, but it's not even that with Fournier. He just, you can see he has these open looks sometimes, but he kind of just hesitates and he'll just swing it around. Um, confidence thing, just maybe just needs to just to keep playing and get that chemistry. Steph had 37 points on 19 shots tonight. Christ. Um, just looking up at the screen. R.J. Barrett, zero points in the first half, but he did have a good second half, scoring all 12 of his points there. Uh, four for 13, three for seven from distance, six boards, 30 minutes played. Again, the good second half. Taj Gibson dimed him up for both of those threes. R.J. looked more confident, um, and he sealed the deal there later on with those baskets we mentioned. He rebounded well. I thought it defended pretty good for the most part, on Karis LeVert, who's a tough cover. He had a couple of possessions there where he did his best, but he just ended up scoring on him. LeVert did anyway. But I thought he did pretty well. Uh, I just wish we could get him involved more in the offense. and He needs to do that. more. He needs to be more aggressive. But I also think that the Knicks, Thibodeau, should run him in some more 
downhill sets, you know, in these pick and rolls. I love when we get going on the break because he's very good at finishing and transition using his upper body and getting to the rack. So it'd be nice to get him involved more. You know, this whole spot up thing with him standing in the corners and, and on the wings gets tiring. He, he should be able to do more. Have that freedom. And he's not going to improve with the ball in his hands. I mean, and, and he's, he's been, you know, doing a lot of stuff off the dribble this year, which is a positive indicator. But he, I, I still want to see them run through him more. Because he's still very inconsistent. Julius Randle, 11 points, 5 for 15 shooting, 5 assists, 35 minutes, 5 turnovers. Listen, the numbers sucked, and they've been sucking for the last couple of games. But the one thing that's been different this time around is he played winning basketball last night. I actually thought this was one of his better performances of late. I really did. I liked the way Randall played. Um, now, you know, let's get this out of the way. There were still some very poor moments where his effort could have been better. The concentration. You know, he got booed at one point, forcing some shit. So there were some bad Randall moments. And you're going to get that every game, good or bad. Um, but overall, I really thought he actually um, did a, did some good things. His defense was great. Some hard closeouts. I thought his screening opened up a ton of looks for the offense, um, especially when, when Rose had the ball and Fournier, too, like I mentioned. Very good job screening. Um, took a step back for those other guys, too. Tonight, right? Wasn't really forcing it. He let Walker cook early, and we didn't revert back to those late-game isos for Julius, either. So I thought he was good. He made winning plays. Derek Rose. First guy off the bench, 14 points, 50% shooting, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, a turnover, 25 minutes played. Continues to be the anchor at the point guard position. Just getting into the paint, hitting that mid-range shot. The three ball wasn't falling last night, but he was doing everything else. The floater was working very well. He got the pace going as usual. He set the tone for the bench. With his offense. And he played very spirited defense too. Um, so he got it going with the offense. Kind of that energizer along with Emmanuel quickly. Speaking of energy. Right? 16 points for IQ. 5 of 9 shooting. 4 for 4 from the arc. 5 boards in 23 minutes. The energizer man. When he gets going, the garden gets most loud. When he and Obi, you can say he... Hey, those three, real when those three are on the court together, it's such a fun combination. Just energy, momentum, the pace. It's such a good basketball watch when those three are playing together. They have such great chemistry together. And when they're all clicking at the same time, it is insane how loud and crazy Madison Square Garden gets. And that's just for me seeing this shit on TV. I've still yet to be. I haven't been to the Garden since the Porzingis era. I really have to go back. Because this is probably nuts right now. But those three were great. And, and IQ, I thought, made some great reads on offense. He played good defense, too. He rebounded. Uh, I thought his rotations were sharp defensively. But speaking of Obi, Obi needs more minutes. It's time we start playing him a lot more. 
Um, he's got a lot of work to do, but he's shown some big-time improvement this year. With that athleticism and his ability to cut so well without the ball, he's so fast and so quick. He speeds up the game, when, especially when he's playing with those two guards. They complement him so well. I love it. Highlight reel dunker. I just, I want to see him out there more. And I don't mind seeing him in these, you know, late fourth quarter lineups. I really don't. His defense has even improved a bit. The only thing I'd say is his jumper, his shot still isn't falling. I mean, he literally can't hit a jump shot right now. That's a bit of a problem. He's going to have to find that just by, you know, putting in the work. And he's a hard worker. But that's the one thing you can really knock him for right now. Everything else I like. I like that he's improving. I, I do think he needs some more minutes. Heading into this this game, um, they were saying on the pregame, he's averaging 18 points per 36. Pretty sure that's a huge difference from last year. Early sample size, but... If you watch these games, you could tell this kid is, is playing much better. And really, it goes back to the playoffs last year. Remember how well he played in the playoffs? <clears throat> um, Alec Burks before we finish off with the bigs I'm going to get to Alec Burks um, real quickly 8 points, 22 minutes the shot was up and down last night, 2 for 6 but I did thought his offense was you know, as that playmaker, that shot creator was good, the timely buckets were there, and uh, the defense was even better on Malcolm Brogdon he forced some tough shots forced that shot clock violation so I like when Burks is in these closing lineups. I really don't mind. He was there more towards the start in the middle of the fourth quarter, but he's you know he was their fourth quarter guy last year. I think he's an underrated guy. I really do. He was an underrated pickup, and he got the what he got the, the two and one deal this year. I think he deserved it. Taj Gibson again. What is there to say? He's been the glue guy, Taj. He's the anchor of their defense right now. Um, especially with Mitch out. He's just been so well. And again, guys, if you haven't yet, go to uh, ultimatesportsnetworks.com, subscribe to the Bomberbacher blog, using my promo code 6828411ERJC. And also, if you want to check out Best Version Media Sports, go to bvmsports.com. Under the baseball basketball section, go to high school sports, and you'll find some of my articles there on a local high school team. Um... Obi Toppin. Yeah. Obi Toppin. Uh, Taj Gibson. Sorry. He's the glue guy. He's the anchor of the defense right now with, with you know, our depth shortage. But he's, he just does so many intangibles, man. Poking loose balls. His screens are excellent. His pick and roll coverage has been great. He goes over the roll perfectly. He can hedge. He can recover. He helps so well. His IQ is just tremendous out there. He creates these second chance opportunities with these deflections. And he did some nice passing last night. The three assists. He did very well defensively on Sabonis. And just his leadership, his voice. Guys love him. There's a reason he's still here. And it's not just because Thibodeau is the coach. So. I love him. Um, and I think he's in a perfect spot 
I think he's playing the role he should be playing. So I'm not going to go say like everybody else is, you know, riding the hype train right now and say Taj Gibson should be their starter, even when Mitch is healthy and when Noel is healthy. No, I, I think he's in the perfect spot. Uh, but I do think we do need, we do need Noel back. I think he'll help tremendously. Not even the biggest fan of him, but his defense in certain areas, you know, that, that, that shot blocker, big help. Um, Mitch is hurt again. And you know, obviously, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of Mitch. Um, he's clearly a great defensive player, a great shot blocker, and the rim protecting is is huge. Protects that paint, and his switchability, right, to go out in the pick and roll and defend the perimeter, because of his mobility and his athleticism and his length, that makes him so much more important too. Very valuable. Um. But, but these injuries, man, every time this guy jumps or falls, I get I cringe. I get scared because I'm just waiting for something to snap. And it happens every game, it seems like. He goes down, you could see him grimace, and he has to leave and go to the locker room for a few minutes. And it doesn't help that adding all this muscle this past offseason, you know, on top of the fact that he's already been injury prone, that doesn't help. But it's going to be hard to keep riding this guy if he's just not there. Right? The best ability is availability. That's a very common adage we hear. And it's true. It's true. It's getting frustrating. Um, and he's on a contract year. It's not looking promising right now for him. If he wants the bag. Right? And a lot of people are, you know, or should we trade him? I'm not opposed to that. I think it's going to be hard because he's going to be a free agent. Uh, maybe see what's out there, but he can't be the headliner in a deal, right? He's probably got to be the pot sweetener because I don't just want a second rounder for him. I want somebody, you know, I want some good things in return if we're going to go that route, but we have to see if he can come back healthy and finally do it. But we've been saying this for years now, right? He's a big boy. He's in what year four already. <coughs> Excuse me. It's frustrating. Really is. And it's, I'm not blaming him. You get hurt, you get hurt. It's, it's tough. But it's frustrating that we have to keep relying on that. You know? It's at what point does it become a, a thing where we go, all right, maybe we should look elsewhere at the five. Um, again, Taj is holding it down. But we, we're short on depth. You know, Jericho Sims might get some more minutes now. I don't know. He's still raw. You know, project type. He still needs work. His defensive reads aren't great when he when he's out there. You could see some of the, the mishaps. Um, and I don't know if the Knicks are going to play him this much early, just because he's on that two he's on that two way contract. So once he hits, was it fifty games or fifty days into the contract, something like that, his two two way deal is going to be up, and he'll need a new contract. So they'll have to fight, you know they'll have to pay him if they play him fifty games. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of Taj. Um, well, you're going to have to play Sims some now. At least until Mitch and Noel get back. I don't know how long Mitch is out. Uh, I don't even know if he's going to be out. But it's just tough to have to see him continue to get hurt. Um, Where am I going? Where am I going? 
I think we hit on everything. Really did. I think we did. Yeah. It was a good win, right? Great win. I love the way the Knicks looked, and um, who do we have? Do we have Houston tomorrow night? Or is it, no, it's Orlando first, then we have Houston. I'm pretty sure. Both at the Garden, so we, we, we need to take both of these games. I think so. But that's it for this episode. Like I said, just a short one. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope I wasn't too rusty. That's all we've got. So, thank you for checking out this episode. Go Knicks. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Episode 283 of BD4. Where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. I, To be honest with you guys. I don't know when I'll be back for the next episode. Um, I know it's, it's supposed to be Yanks every series, Knicks every two games. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see real soon. But yeah, follow me on social media, Facebook and Instagram. It's right there on the page. If you're watching the podcast, if you're listening, you can find me on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And you can find me on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Really do appreciate the, if anybody has. Um, but that's it. That's all I've got. I'll see you all next time. This episode is brought to you by Anchor. Podcasting made easy. 